1: Time for a TSS fantasy. Yeah. Yeah yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: It's Commissioner Cooper and it's time.
3: For- How the fuck you got me up this damn early Jason? <laughs> it's time. <laughs>
1: Gentlemen, it's Commissioner Cooper, and it's time for TSS Fantasy. No, yeah, okay, yeah. great. I'll <laughs> do the gear. I'll do the gear. For, for Miss to say, we are missing the Jester tonight. We want to say Happy Birthday to you, my friend. I hope you are enjoying it with your dear mama, and we miss you on the studio tonight. That's for sure. Let's start with our introductions. Greg OJ, the Juicest loose, mayor.
3: Oh, there, I had the microphone muted. My bad. <laughs> All good. <laughs> Learning this new stuff. But good to see you guys tonight. Um, TSS family, you can follow me on Greg underscore OJ on Instagram and on Twitter. That's big OJ1. Let's get it tonight. Yes, sir. Indeed. And
1: Nick, you got Flandered Macaronis.
4: Yes, I am. I am Nick. You got Flandered. Now I spell it with a PH to, rec- to represent the Philly peeps. And I got a special, special announcement later on. And you can find oh, me, at Nick. you got Flandered on Twitter.
1: Well, thank you for all the special announcements. We all can't wait, I'm sure. All right. Just a reminder, we are the fantasy show of the people and we do mean that. So as a reminder, we love to interact with you on Facebook, Facebook, excuse me, Twitter, Instagram. I mean, I'm just mixing them all together at this point. TikTok, whatever. Come, come interact with us. We love the interaction with you all. You can also visit us at tssfantasy.com. Enter in all our free contests. Currently, we have the top 10 Commissioner Cooper's running back challenge. Enter your top 10 running backs before the start of the season, and you could win two tickets the, the Dolphins versus the Jets with the TSS crew.
4: And if you want to win money from my contest, and I'm going to sweeten the pot for everybody down there, down, down in Miami. Okay. So if you go to Vision Coaching and Consulting Ultimate Team Challenge and enter your ultimate lineup, you can win $300, but for my Miami fans, for my Miami fans, and you can prove that that, that you're from Miami, I will make it a $305 win to represent the
1: 305. <laughs> wow. Interesting. Fred must not be here tonight. So I think Flanders feeling a little bit bold. What you got,
3: Greg? <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to up you on that, Nick. So make sure you try to join the juice world, <laughs> hop in the pool, pick pool, and, you know, try to beat the big boys at, at our game, at Fantasy. And since Nick is up in his to 305, since my favorite month is July, I'm up going to a 307 for this month. Ooh-wee, ooh Well, unfortunately, <laughs> the jester's not here tonight.
1: His is still at 301. It is the survival pool, and survival pools are fun anyway. So come. the point is, come by. They're free contest. You win free money. We are the fantasy show of the people. And as such tonight, we are going to start off with Dr. Miller's House
2: call. I think you need a
1: few stitches. And it's time for Dr. Miller's house call. Welcome to the studio, Dr. Jeffrey Miller. Gentlemen, thank you for the invitation. Glad to be here with you tonight. Absolutely, indeed. Well, we appreciate having you. Some big injuries happening in here in the final week of preseason. We'll begin with uh, J.K. Dobbins, one of a big injury, unfortunately, done for the season. Um, What what would you hear about the injury and uh, your thoughts on it?
0: Yeah, I've got a lot of thoughts on this. So this is a player who Coach Harborough said is one of our, quote, top rated running backs. And this top running, top rated, excuse me, running back uh, injured his knee in a preseason game on Saturday against the Washington football team. So I'm sure you guys will have more about that to say later, but I just want to highlight this was not an essential time for this player to be on the field. Preseason game. And so as we looked at the injury, his foot was planted and he sustained a hyperextension injury, meaning the knee bent in the exact opposite direction it's supposed to bend. Mm. If anybody watches the NBA, this was similar to the injury in part that Giannis suffered in the conference finals. Now Giannis's was contact only with the ground. Whereas this injury Dobbins injury was a contact injury with another player. And it was amplified by a little bit of a varus force, meaning the knee not only went backwards, it also went outwards. And so, Right away, when you're looking at the differential diagnosis of this, there's a few things that could have been. The absolute worst case scenario was an ACL tear. What did we find out? The clinical results were in a couple of days ago, or, or excuse me, earlier today, and it was suspected to be an ACL tear, and that was confirmed by MRI earlier today. Not only does he have an ACL rupture putting him out for the season, but he also has at a minimum a strain of his lateral collateral ligaments and potentially worse, potentially some tearing there. So short story, J.K. Dobbins' season is over because he was playing in a preseason game yesterday.
1: And although your percent to the bench is over, I guarantee this one would be 100 for sure. All right, uh-huh. let's move on to T.Y. Hilton. Man, I love this guy. And, and fortunately, it looked like, um, you know, this is an injury. You know, I and I know I was going to ask you a WWE like reference, but, you know, something where Edge had kind of like the same thing and Daniel Bryan, some discs in the neck type thing. Don't know if it's the same type, but anyway, just want to hear your thoughts on it.
0: Yeah, so the early reports were that he was going to miss extended time with what was an unspecified neck or upper back injury. Now, according to Rotowire Rotowire, earlier today, they're saying it is, in fact, a disc herniation. This is the only report of an actual diagnosis I could find. So I'm not sure if somebody got ambitious to get to the punch first or, in fact, they had some insider information. But from my understanding, and please correct me if I'm wrong, um, disc herniation is right now the diagnosis we're going with. Have you heard anything different?
1: I have not. No.
0: All right. So we're going to, we're going to speculate that in fact, rotowire was correct. And I want to highlight this was an isolated diagnosis. Everybody else is still reporting unspecified neck or upper back injury. But if it is a disc injury in the neck, that might result in pain, weakness, diminished reflexes, or even numbness in his upper extremity and hand. So a lot of unpleasant symptoms to play with. Now, it's still too early to speculate on the timeline for his return, but don't expect him back before week three as a best, best-case scenario.
1: Yeah, um, that, and that's tough, too. And he's he's getting up there in age. So that's a tough uh, injury for him, for sure. All right, and this one uh, was just kind of fresh. How about Irv Smith Jr.? He's been that uh, sleeper tight end everyone's been looking at. Um, Heard might not be available for week one. Let's talk about him.
0: Yeah, I'm going to really throw uh... – throw a lot at this because we've got some question as to what exactly the upcoming surgery is. So right now, he's scheduled to have meniscal surgery. And briefly, let's talk about the anatomy of the menisci. We have two of these in each knee, one on the inside, one on the outside. These are semicircular or crescent or C-shaped discs. They're cartilaginous discs designed to, uh, generally pop culture says absorb shock, but it's more correct to say they distribute forces. And again, we have two of these in each knee um, and he's expected to undergo surgery to repair or excise one of these menisci. Now I say repair or excise because the differentiation there is critical. If he just has an excision or a meniscectomy or a removal where they cut out a piece of the torn meniscus, he could be out three to six weeks. If there is a surgical repair, and they're gonna suture it back together. His season may be over. This may be a six month recovery. So, meniscal surgery tells us nothing. We need to know before we can have any type of conversation about his return, whether we're going to have a removal or a repair. And this falls into that same rehab algorithm we talked about a couple of weeks ago, where when we cut something out, we tend to heal more quickly. When we repair something, we need to wait on the body. Now, one of the things that the surgeons may be looking at to decide whether we're going to remove or repair is the vascular supply, how well the blood flows to that tissue. Now, the meniscus has a very varied vascular supply. The outer segments, the peripheral segments, are well vascularized or more well vascularized than the inner segments. So the location of the tear, which I'm not familiar with where this tear has occurred, uh, may determine what type of surgery he has. So right now, best case scenario, three, maybe four weeks. Worst case scenario, done for the season.
1: Quick, funny meniscus story. I actually had a what's called a bucket handle tear, which where it was the meniscus folded under itself. It was painful to say the least, and I got it playing ping pong. Dr. Miller, I appreciate you. We appreciate you having you in the building. I will never share that story again. Hopefully not many people listen to the podcast. (laughs) We appreciate you, sir, and we'll see you on our next show. Thanks, Dr. Miller. Take care, guys. It's Commissioner Cooper from TSS Fantasy. We are the fantasy show of the people. As such, we want to... Hey, football fans, it's Commissioner Cooper from TSS Fantasy. We are the fantasy show of the people. As such, we want to take two of our listeners to see the Miami Dolphins play the New York Jets in Week 15 with us. All you have to do is visit TSSFantasy.com and enter to Commissioner Cooper's Top 10 Running Back Challenge. Send us who your top 10 running backs will be by the start of the season and the person with the most points will win. It's simple and free. You can listen to us anywhere you podcast and Unhedge radio at 8 a.m. TSS Fantasy, the fantasy show of the people. All right, so we're going to move along now. We're going to go to a fan email. Um, he's a big fan of the show, Jose Store. We appreciate you. Appreciate your, your listening, um, your, your fandom hood, I guess, if you will. He sent a team in to us to grade. I know I sent it all to you, but for our listeners, I will go ahead and just read off very quickly his team at quarterback Russell Wilson. Running backs, he has Aaron Jones, Austin Eckler, Javonta Williams. Receiver, God, I got plenty of receivers. Uh, Javonta, or excuse me, Terry McLaurin, Mike Evans, Robbie Anderson, Michael Pittman, Corey Davis, Henry Ruggs, Mercole Hardman, Cole Beasley, and probably somebody else soon. Um, And Mike Isecki at tight end, and Broncos D. So, uh, um, you know, that was the team he select from the 12th position. I forgot to start with that. This is in a standard league who I looked up as well. Greg, we'll start with you. I know that you uh, love our
3: friend Jose. Tell us what you thought about his team. So when I looked at, when I looked at the draft first, because I saw, you know, where he picked and I saw the players, I didn't see the entire roster. I started going down. And I'm like, man, the first couple of picks were solid. Like, he's really doing a great job. Then I realized he only has three running backs and they're not Aaron Jones is, you know, top 10, top 15, but then there's a big fall off after that. So he's, he's deep, deep at wide receiver, real deep. He has enough. Can't play all of them. So I give Jose a B minus, you know, a one quarterback, a one running back one, decent wide receiver but after that is it's a big jump
1: nick what are
4: your thoughts i'm gonna go a hair lower i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with c plus and i'm gonna tell you why because he's got like like you said he's only got three three running backs he's only got one in the top tier uh what i'm worried about um Was this a PPR league or was this standard?
1: Standard. I believe it was standard. Yes, that's okay. what I said already. Because, but.
4: Well, here's the thing. My question is, he's got Austin, Austin Eckler, and and you know, point points are points. Um, but if it was uh, PPR, Austin Eckler would be a great pick of where he got him. Uh, but then he got Javante Williams, which again, he's a rookie. I'm not really sold on yet. I don't know him too well. And then he's got Russell Wilson, which is great, but he doesn't have. Uh, either DK Metcalf or Lockett to go with him. So you know, uh, I used to not think that that didn't mean anything, but but in all actuality, it does. It helps get those uh, points and those uh, connection factors. But like I said, I give him a, a C plus. Uh, he's got Denver's defense. Denver's defense is going to be on the field a lot, I think. So so he should have got another defense with that. And uh, the one I liked it, I did like. He got uh, Cole Beasley. He got Beezer. So I think is gonna be um a steal in the later rounds, a, a low flex option. So I give him a C plus.
1: Yeah, that's if he don't catch COVID. Um let's I, I'm looking at his, I mean, let's be straight. Um, look, Russell Wilson, good. I mean, he's he's great all year. Again, you point out, Greg, the lack of depth at running back definitely is worrisome, no doubt about it. Um, however, maybe his his um depth at receiver might help him in the running back um in the running back depth so that it possibly a trade could happen because he's got a lot of good potential here corey davis could be breakout um you know mcorrel harmon a lot of people have been talking about him you mentioned cole beasley a minute ago he could be big Michael Pittman with TY Hilton being out that's somebody else so he's got some pieces here that he could he could manage with um and I you know you guys know I talked about him last week being a top six guy and Mike Esecki I like Mike aseki a lot and uh Broncos D good point Um, you know, and they do play in a tough division, maybe, you know, maybe an easy, maybe a good turnover game against the Raiders. Um, but they are a good defense. So could, you know, there's some possibility here. Jose, I gave your team overall a beat. thought you did a decent job at the the last spot. Again, you can still got some pieces to move and it's not about how you start. It's how you finish. All right, let's go on. Now we're going to go to the stock up and stock down portion of our show. Um, Nick, let's start with you. Give me a stock up that you got for a show.
4: Okay. My stock up was, I forgot who it was. Go go to Greg.
1: Okay. Wow. He is prepared tonight. I'm Greg, so your sorry. stock up. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just so you know, it's Gus Edwards, but we'll, we'll go back to you.
4: Oh, crap. Okay. Never mind. Go ahead. Oh. <laughs>
3: Jason, you always put me behind the hard follows, bro. You always do this to me. <laughs> but, well, because you clean it up smoothly. You
1: clean up smooth. I got to.
3: So my stock up is Michael Pittman, right? Um, the good doctor spoke about T.Y. Hilton being out. Um, I had T. Y. ranked at 54, and I had Pittman ranked 50. But with Hilton's injury, I can slightly see Pittman going up maybe you know, 45 as that because he's gonna see a lot more targets if T.Y. is out for a significant amount of time. So I'm hoping TY I mean Pittman can you know you know build on what he had last year. It was 500 yards receiving and one TD. So hopefully he ended the season hot and he could continue that with TY being out and be a number one option for Carson Wentz. Yeah,
1: no, I like I like that a lot. Um, you know, again, we've talked about you know uh, how high we are on the Colts in general and an, as an offense. So it only makes sense if Ty's down. Um, you know, Pittman's gonna gonna see a lot more targets. That's just all that share is gonna get. At least he's gonna see a little bit of it. Um, so again, that's it's a good stock up to have. Now let's go to Nick, who has Gus Edwards. Nick, let's hear your stock up.
4: Gus Edwards, uh, I liked him even when uh, Dobbins was not injured, and I obviously I had him out of my top 40. But now the fact that uh, Dobbins is out, we talked about it before. Baltimore doesn't really have that much of, a, of an aerial assault. So they got, they got uh, Andrews, and they got Watkins, and Watkins' worst ability is his availability because half the time he's not there. So they're going to run the ball a lot, and Gus Edwards, he runs the ball hard. So uh they're gonna hand the ball off to him. I'd say he's gonna get a lion's share of the of the carries. And then they got the uh the third stringers. Now I'm moved up the second string. Uh, I believe his last name is Hill. So uh I moved Gus uh Edwards, I the mean, standard uh up to I think I had him at 41. Now I have him up, up to 16 because why did he move that that high up? Because if that's I just said they're gonna run the ball a lot, and he's durable. And then uh, as far as PPR, I have him at 39 because I don't think he's going to get that much uh, receptions out of the backfield. You know, I mean, he he's a big, solid back. Uh, he's he's, he's kind of built like uh, Derrick Henry. So he's going to get a lot of goal line carries and a lot of 10 yards and in. So they're going to use him a lot. So that's why I see him getting a lot of those short yardage touchdowns. That's why I have him up to 16.
1: Yeah, I wasn't really high on JK Dobbins to begin with. I'm not real high on Gus Edwards either. Um, you mentioned that they don't have much of a passing game. However, Lamar does throw the pill, and when they do run, it's usually with him. So I'm not really high on either one. Um, it does vault Gus Edwards up a bit, um, you know, from where he was, but not, you know, not to where he's pull vaulting into the top twenty. Um, or anything for me. So, all right. So somebody for me, actually, that's vaulted up a little bit. Um, although I'm, I'm kind of cautious on doing it is Chris Godwin. I don't know if you saw the game that he had, but this, three targets, three receptions, 84 yards, a touchdown. They were all explosive plays. He looks healthy. He looks strong. Uh, you know, again, it's a crowded receiving core though, with Mike Evans, and Antonio Brown. So that's why I was kind of tempted, you know, at first, like, eh, I'm not really sure where to put Chris Godwin, he's had some great, uh, great years and excuse me. He had a great season the year before last and then was just hurt last year. So I like him to uh, step up this year. I like Chris Godwin a lot. Um, Somebody else that was kind of creeping up there for me was Emmanuel Sanders. Um, you know, we talked about him before, Um, you know, way, way back when. And I think, Greg, you mentioned that he kind of fell into the Bills. And I remember kind of poo-pooing at the time saying that, you know, Emmanuel Sanders, you know, it's it's not the Emmanuel Sanders he used to be. Uh, but the Bills use uh, three of the four receivers at the top of the depth chart in this game. Um, he actually led the team um, totally in targets with the starters on, believe it or not. So, um, you know, again, and PPR, especially, I think uh, Manuel Sanders definitely should be vaulted up a little bit. If he's going to be looked at like that in that offense, maybe as the possession receiver. And then to move a little more into today, um, I don't know if you guys checked the Jags Cowboys game, um, but first of all, I mean, they, the, the Jags, the, first let me just say the Cowboys defense, we, We brought it up, I think, a couple of shows ago. They spent a lot of money on this defense. It it does not look very good at all. When you have, you know, this Jaguar offense came in there and made them look silly. Um, And who who looked good to me was Chenault. And they were talking about him during the game. It was the Jags broadcast. And they brought up how they're going to use him a little more because of the Etni injury. So, (coughs) excuse me, somebody that could be vaulted up um, would be Chenault with the Etni injury. So I do like that. Um, stock down for me. Let's you go okay. to hey Jason. Just want to make sure you are right. Yeah, sorry, I hit it. Yeah, my bad. I kind of went. I I tried to go off screen, there, but that didn't work. Greg, stock down for you.
3: Well, stock down. Even though they were already down. Um, if <laughs> Freddie's gonna, I, and I'm doing this because Freddie's not on. It's the Jets' defense. Mm. Not if that did oh, right. any time this season, but. They lost, they lost Lawson because this was one of Freddie's picks, you know, to be a sleeper that he had the Jets defense. And they had a, the possibility. But losing that edge rusher, then they traded just recently to get Shaq Lawson, which is not a big move. Stock down on the Jets defense. No corners to name. No the biggest name is C.J. Mobley, and that's about it. So, sorry, Fred. I'm doing this on your birthday weekend. I apologize. Greg,
1: we are the fantasy show of the people, and not nobody in the people are expecting the Jets to do anything. So I think you're okay there. Um, Nick, who you got?
4: Uh, I got my stock down on the Philly defense. And I know it's it's preseason. I know we should be flipping out. But look, when you give up 90 points in three games on defense – and you, and you tie the Jets 31-all, you got problems. So um, they put money on their defense, too, and it's not showing up. I thought Steven Nelson would be a big addition to that secondary, and uh, he hasn't heard, really done anything. I haven't heard his name. So uh, as of right now, I have dropped my Eagle defense down to number 29.
1: <laughs> I mean, where were they before, though? That's right. what I would like. To where where were they prior? Because here, it's the same thing with the Jets argument. We've already talked about all season how bad the Eagles' defense is, and now you're acting as if it's like, oh yeah, what a horrible defense. Oh uh, no,
4: when, when, when we Stephen already know Nelson, when, when Stephen Nelson was signed, I was excited. I guess I was drinking the Kool Aid a little, little bit. I put up to like number twelve, and then I got nothing. Greg, pick your job. I think so. So you know, again, I bought, I bought in, okay, and then, and then, uh, as Nick Sierra says, I doubled down, I doubled down, and now I'm just, I folded and I walked away. So uh, until they prove to me that they're actually worth watching,
3: oh, then I'll watch
4: them. Yes, and that's, Fred. And that's how many problem, help you
3: today? That's the problem with you and Fred. You see, you guys. Drink the Kool-Aid of the Jets. Drink the Kool-Aid of the Eagles. I'm a Jets fan, and I know we're trash. I know it. Right. The, the quicker you come to grips with reality, the better your life will be. Greg, if yeah, we don't I- have
4: hope, we have
1: nothing else.
3: That, that's true.
1: I, I do want to say, though, I think your Kool-Aid was spiked if you had any hopes in that defense doing well. um, One quick one for me was Gerald Everett. Um, he's been kind of talked about a little bit as a sneaky tight end to like. Um, once Will Disley came back, though, they were both used. They both split time. Um, so I don't you know, that's something if you're going to go as a tight end in a timeshare, not something you really want to be targeting in a draft. That's what I'll just say that. Um, all right, so let's go real quick to some NFL headlines. Nick, I know you wanted to talk about this, so let's just get right to it. Let's get to the mini chew going to the Eagles. Let's get what you rant. Let's get this over with.
4: Oh my gosh, what? Greg, Greg, are you settled in? You got you got you got your popcorn. You ready to
3: go? I was going to go use the bathroom and give you the whole floor, but go
4: for it. Go for it. Go. Okay, so. I mean, I had a couple I had a couple initial thoughts on it. But here's the thing: the fact that they went and got Gardner Minshew was an indictment on their quarterback situation up there in Philly. And they just knew that they were just totally flandered. All right. You know, they're up there, they're making moves, they're looking like a bunch of jesters. They realize, look, we ain't got no juice, right? We ain't got no juice. So what I think they should do is they should go out and there and get themselves a true commissioner. Get them a true commissioner. Then after they get their commissioner, they need to go to vision coaching and consulting and get some direction. Get some direction as to where they're going to put this football team, right? Yes. Then they need to be prepared for, for all the legal uh, action coming their way. So Because when the season ticket holders get ticked off, they're going to sue. So who, do they, who should they go to? They should go to... Uh, Mary Jane Cooper at coop underscore mj, employ her. Okay, now with another analysis, because they got Gardner Minshew, they're not helping Jalen Hurts. They're not helping him. they actually winced them. They're actually winced them because now he's gonna be looking over his shoulder. He's gonna have a short hook, right? So, in my estimation, I say Jalen Hurts is gonna be fifty five percent to the bench. And I know this is not his lane, but I would love for Dr. Miller to give me his percent to the bench on this Eagles quarterback situation.
1: Greg, well, thankfully he he went to bed, so uh, you oh, won't okay. be getting a percent to the bench there. And, uh, Greg, guy, what are you th- what's your thoughts there? I ain't got nothing to say. I ain't got nothing. To yeah, say. okay, good because I do. Um, that is the most ridiculous. That is the most ridiculous thing I have ever heard of. Do you honestly think the people of Philadelphia, remember, I married to one, would go with Gardner Minshew as the starter over Jalen Hurts? Are you insane? The guy had one year. Like, let's let's give him a little leash a little bit, Nick. Relax. Let's see how the guys plays. It's his D de- the whole team in general. So it's not just his fault. Uh, He's had one season. Let's see what he does next year or season this season. Let's see what he does. He's not on the shore hook. You have a backup. Now you got some decent backup in Garner. Minshew isn't taking you anywhere, bro. So let's chill a little bit on a Garner Minshew. Um, He, he,
4: he could.
0: Lucky land casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky, lucky. Lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible, signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year round.
1: All right, let's go real quick to some rumor mills on Deshaun Watson, possibly heading to Miami. I'm going to just briefly touch on this real quick. Um, You guys can just share um, what, what your thoughts are, but let me just say this. Deshaun Watson is the, uh, you know, he's an athlete. Like, you know, he, 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 you don't find him every other day. He's, he's legit. Um, He's the real deal. Problem is, if you're the Miami Dolphins and you turn around and say, yeah, um, we're just going to forget about Tua who's worked his butt off. And, you know, he's obviously come come to play the season and has and, and been every meeting and done all this. We're just going to shoo him aside and bring in this free agent. Bro, nobody on that team is going to look that organization the same way again. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even look at him the same way. How could you do Tua like that? No way in hell. I don't see him doing it. I don't think I don't want him to do it. Just stay where you are, Deshaun. I'm cool with that.
3: Um, I like what we got going on. Great. got any thoughts on that? I'm shocked to hear what I'm hearing. I am so shocked. So, you would rather ride it out with Tua than trading and getting one of the most elite quarterbacks in the league that's shown he can turn sh- to sugar. He had yeah. no. Uh- and. He still passed for close to 4,000 yards and o- almost 40 TDs. And you're telling me that the locker room would be mad and not want to play with Deshaun? No, no, sir. I, I,
1: you, you- I think you've missed if, – if you don't believe that, then you've missed the culture that Flores has built down there. It is about team. It's about unity. It is literal a team down there now, Greg. I hate to tell you, there is no way that's happening. I'm just telling you off period, point blank, it will not happen. I heard it's it here weird. first. It's about
4: wins. I, I I, agree with Greg 110%. It's about wins. Can you put my team in the Super Bowl? That's it.
1: of can. You've you got to give two a shot to do that. On Xbox. Wow. Now, who's drinking the Kool-Aid? Definitely I am. All right. Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to start with our deep dive into some defenses.
3: Hey, TSS family, it's your boy, Greg OJ, the Juice. Are you interested in trying to beat the boys at TSS? Well, here's your opportunity. Get ready to dive in and join us in our Pick'em Juice World Fantasy Pool. And the best part, it's free. Here's the chance to win some paper and beat the crew at TSS. Sign up now on our website at tssfantasy.com. See if you can swim with the big boys. TSS Fantasy, the fantasy show of the people. All right, we're back with our
1: deep. dive into the defenses and um, just we're gonna kind of kind of just kind of we don't need to go through the whole thing like we've been doing we're just gonna gonna touch on a few um, we're gonna start with our number ones we all have different number ones I'll start with mine I have Nick's Steelers believe it or not uh, Pittsburgh entered 2020 with the league's best defense um, and it showed up in fantasy the Steelers posted um, the second consecutive uh, place finish after back-to-back top eight finishes in fantasy. If you've watched anything that's been going on in preseason, they look like the real deal again. I I think I mentioned it before when we were talking, um, you know, just in general about football and, you know, how preseason's gone. Um, they look like the real deal. We slept on them last year. Like I kept saying, boy, they are the, the – I, I forgot to think they went 11-0 and 0 or whatever it was, and they just weren't sexy. We weren't talking about them. We were just like, whatever. And it's like we're back to it again this year and I'm watching them on a preseason like, wow, they look legit like a legit uh, Super Bowl contender and a legit defense. Um, so you can't go wrong. I I've preached this over and over as we've done these shows. Consistency is key. If you can't if you're finishing the last three years in the top 10 that's consistent. Um, and you, you, and you were top. I believe last year they were top two in turnovers. Um, excuse me, for the last two years, they were top two in turnovers, two, two, two. So, um, again, Pittsburgh consistency, if you're up there and you're looking to grab something, it's a good defense to go after. It's a tough division. However, I will give you that. Um, so they do have a few games. It's going to be tough for them. Um, but I do like them overall number one because again of the consistency, Nick, let's go to you, your number one defense
4: more defense is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I can't remember, and I can't believe that I'm saying that. Uh, they scored 106 points last year on on defense. They returned all 20, all 11 starters on on defense. Uh, they're going to be picking passes off and sacking quarterbacks all night long. They got they got a decent schedule all season long. Rather, I'm sorry. They got they got a decent schedule. I don't. They got the same coordinator, same players. Uh I don't see why much should change, so that's why I'm I'm going to f- stick with the champs on this one.
3: Greg, what do you think about that? Well, my number one defense I got um is Baltimore, right? So, like you stated, it's either, every year it's either Baltimore or it's Pittsburgh. And those are like two of the defenses you can start every week despite the matchups, right? You can put them out there and you know they're not going to lose you the game and last year um and i'm gonna speak for freddie baltimore's defense basically carried freddie's fantasy team to the playoffs and he started them week in and week out so some quick stats baltimore had 10 in, interceptions 12 fumble recoveries and 39 sacks so you go out there draft baltimore defense with confidence is always like me if i was to get one of these two defenses between pittsburgh and baltimore Man, I'm set. I don't have to worry about nothing, nothing at all for my defense.
1: Yeah, again, consistency is key. Um, you know, the only thing I'll say, the Bucks to me, I mean, for me, I feel like are the biggest question mark. And only, be, you know, they come back, it's all the same players. I just don't, they didn't really play well really towards the end of the season. So are they going to come out starting the season it, uh, like they ended it or is it going to be a slow start for them again? Um, that's the question for me. Um, but again, you know, in their division, you do, you know, you have some games where potentially, if, you know, if Sam, Sam Darnold doesn't come out and doesn't play well. I mean, that could be, you know, a good game for them. Um, who knows they're playing, now, that could be a revenge. Now, I'm thinking in my head, like, wow, Saints, Bucks uh, with Jameson. Ooh, that's kind of nasty. Huh? That might be kind of, that's going to be fun. But, um, but you know what Jameson's going to do? He's going to throw picks. So that might potentially could be good for you as well. So, uh, yeah, I'm kind of like the Bucks. I don't know if I'm going number one. Like you said, though, Greg, Ravens, Pittsburgh, you can go in between there. It's always tough. Um, You know, one of the best divisions in football, for sure, um, for defense anyway. All right, let's move on to some surprise defenses, some defenses that people don't have in their top 10, but, you know, somebody you might think that might come out because, you know, there's always that one each year that might um, come out.
3: Greg, we'll start with yours. Well, before I did my research, you know, uh, on this football team, I had them ranked number 10. is the Washington football team. And when I started to dig in their stats, they had 16 interceptions, seven, seven fumble recoveries and 47 sacks, 47 sacks. So if your league counts points per sack, that's 47 points right there, at least, you know, two or three points a week. That's going to help you along the way and throw those INTs in there. So I have to correct myself. I do have to move Washington football team up after I, you know, did my deep dive into them. I moved them up to four spots. They're they're, they're eight now. After and I and looking about who they're gonna play, you think about it, they got Philly twice. We know they're trash. They got the Giants that are shaky. We don't know what Daniel Jones is gonna bring. And the one None. true and the one true test that they have in their division is is the Cowboys. But other than that, Chase Young. Whew, boy, that kid is a beast, man. So I had to fix, and my rankings will be updated, Jason, so don't get on me. So I have to move them up to eight.
1: All right, yeah. So, yeah, we, truth be told, I was – and I kind of introduced that wrong because, I, you know, it was supposed to be just a surprise team where they, where they were at. So, yeah, that was supposed to be your surprise, but apparently you surprised us and moved them back up. So, <laughs> Nick, Nick, who's your surprise defense and where they're ranked?
4: Okay, so – my surprise defense is going to be the uh, Los Angeles Chargers, okay? Uh, I have them right now at 17th, okay? And I'm going to get this a little bit. But the reason why I picked them is uh, I have the AFC West, so I'm not going to get too deep into it. But like I said, they got the 17th easiest schedule. Their three toughest games outside their division is Dallas, Cleveland, and Minnesota. And their easiest games are Philly, Houston, and Cincinnati, so uh, they could they could tear some things up on on defense. And then uh, when I get into it, I'll get into a little bit more. But I think the Chargers may be a uh, surprise steal in um, your later rounds.
1: Hmm. All right. That's interesting. So I have the Miami Dolphins America's team. I have them ranked at number five on the defensive rankings. And I know that may surprise some people, but you shouldn't be because the Miami Dolphins are nasty. And the fact that they re-sign Xavier Howard, who let me remind you, led the league in double digit interceptions. Hello, let me say that again. Led the league in double digit interceptions. That alone is 30 points right off the jump. So that just that one person, that's the defense you're coming with. We got um we did we do we Kyle Van Oi did take off, but we did do have Jalen Phillips from the U. He, I saw him tonight actually come in, make a big play. So he's gonna replace him. No problem. We're gonna get that rush on on the pa- and then we got again. Byron Jones, Xavier Howard, I'm stuttering. I'm so excited. This is going to be the top. I'm telling you right now, Miami Dolphins are going to make a deep run. I'm already on two on the defense. Yeah, I got the Kool-Aid. Yeah, it might be spiked. But I'm telling you right now, the Miami Dolphins are going to be a top five defense this year. Any Greg? You have some,
3: Greg, what's your thoughts on that? Man, between you and Freddie, <laughs> I don't know who has the bigger pom-poms. Between you, Freddie, and Nick. Got to throw in Nick. But Nick is coming to realization that the Eagles aren't that good. But I you, have slammed it, the Eagles the whole the whole <laughs> podcast that we've been doing for the past three months. But don't tell me I'm a homer. I think the Dolphins, the they're going to be a decent defense. Maybe a bi-week play, replacement you can put in there. But top five, Jason. They played five. a bill twice. That's Josh Allen. True. They got New England, which I think is going to be sneaky good. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, and then go ahead, and then who else they playing? We're not going to talk about that team,
1: <laughs> right? so we, but we should though because you can't name me a, a team that has more than you. You can name a few teams that have one good matchup in their division you can't give me one that's got two a uh, two in their division every I just, team I just gave you what's Washington, that Washington Washington just, who you yeah. so you got the Eagles but who do you think who do you think else is gonna uh, stat you don't think Washington or, or excuse me you don't think the Giants are gonna be good we've talked about them all season we talked the, about the Cowboys
3: the, so and I, so you got one team no I stated earlier that the 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 book is lot on Daniel Jones we're not sure what Daniel – he doesn't look good in camp. He oh, that's doesn't. Exposed. Doesn't look good in camp. I'm
1: just saying that all, all offseason, that's all we've talked about. I mean, and you, you've been on, you been on – you've been on it too. You've been on it too. Don't make me play it back. You guys. Don't make me play it back. You guys. <laughs> no, no, no.
4: Not today. <laughs>
1: all right. We're going to take a I quick break. I love Thank God. We're going to take a one quick break and we're going to come back and we're going to talk about some sleeper defenses for you to target.
3: Hello, this is Freddy the Jester from the TSS Fantasy Crew. And I'm here to invite you clowns to my survival pool contest where the last man standing will be the king of the court. What better way to kick off the holiday season by joining my contest and winning the Jester's Ransom? Go on to our website at tssfantasy.com to join our slew of contests. And remember, we are TSS Fantasy, and we are the fantasy show of the people. All
1: right, coming back now to our sleeper defenses. Greg, I don't know how prepared
3: Nick is. So, Greg, I'm going to go to you first (laughs) with your sleeper defense. So, my sleeper defense I have is the Kansas City Chiefs. So, you know, in recent – in history, you always look at the Chiefs that give up a lot of points. But when I, you know, dug into their stats – This team has 16 INTs, six fumble recoveries, and 32 sacks. And the reason why I like them, and it's going to be a little bit outside of the box, but teams are always going to be trying to play catch-up with the Kansas City offense. So we're trying to play catch-up. That means more throwing, more opportunity for interceptions, and more opportunity for sacks. So I have the Kansas City Chiefs right now ranked a sneaky, sweet 16. So they're outside of my top 15. But they, they can be a sneaky good play. I mean, like I said, teams are always going to be trying to keep up with Pat Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. How do you do that? Drop him back. putting your quarterback in the position where he can make mistakes. So Kansas City. What's hmm, good going? Nick, who's
1: your sleeper defense? Although I think you just gave it earlier. I did.
4: It was the Chargers.
1: Okay. So we're on the sleeper now. So that that's all you got? So whatever, oh, I can give
4: you another one. Yeah, yeah that's, that's that's. I can give that's you memory.
1: You know, I send you an outline, and we talk about the segments, and that uh, this was your time to talk about sleeper. Now, well, what,
4: what was, was the your, defense that, that we spoke about?
1: What was your surprise uh, the surprise? The surprise where where you had them ranked. It was the Vikings because you had them ranked high. You were supposed to talk about why you had them ranked high, but I was just gonna go with the flow. But since now that we now that we're paused, and we might as well call you out on it. Go ahead, let's talk about the Vikings well, and why you the have them ranked so high number six. six.
4: Oh, okay. All right, so we're gonna talk about the Packers. All right. Uh Green Bay, they got they got a nice, easy schedule. Yeah, right. Okay, so I'm gonna go with Green Bay. They they got a decent schedule. Okay, they play, they play the Bengals, and then they do play the Chiefs, they play the Lions, and then once uh once November hits, they got they got to play at Lambeau and it gets cold. And teams cannot play in Lambeau when it gets cold, especially those those western teams. So I'm gonna say the Packers, because they they're gonna come up with some decent points, they're gonna they're gonna put some sacks on and they're gonna do some damage.
1: All right, but why and again let me ask you, why do you have the Vikings ranked so high? You have them you have them at six. I'm just curious why they're so high for you.
4: Why do I have the, the Vikings so high? Um
1: that's what I asked, and asked pregame too.
4: Yeah, that's right. You did, you did, you did. <laughs> so I don't really have an answer for, for you on that one, uh Jay.
1: I, <laughs> it just felt like it. All right. Why not? Well, I actually when I saw it, I thought, well, you do have the Lions twice, so I see that. Um, they just been were a big disappointment last year, and that's why I was surprised you had them so high. Not to say they won't be a decent squad, but just to be that high was, uh, that's why I put you out on that. So um, just to, just wanted to throw that out there. All right. So I wanted to bring my surprise team in, and that was the Tennessee Titans. Um, you know, listen, and it, it would definitely be a stretch for them to be a sleeper, um, being that I think last year it was, they were ranked maybe 22, 26, something like that. Um, didn't really do a whole lot in the offseason. Um, you know, but they did draft well, more, more defensively. Um, I will say the reason why I feel this way is because when you look at their team and the way the thing's set up, A, they're getting Texans twice. And, you know, again, the Jacks could be or could not be good. You know, you never know. Trevor Lawrence come in one of those rookie games and be horrible. So you're going to have you're going to have them. Plus, you know, I, I don't have I didn't take a look at their schedule. My apologies, but it could be the Jaguars late in the season. I'm not sure. Cold weather. You know, anyway, regardless of that, you have them, um, you know, that's four games right there. That could be a poss- possibility. Plus, when you go into the winner, it only makes sense if they're going to pound the ball and be this running team. They're going to grind defenses down. So it makes sense that defenses are going to start to live up a little bit. And and then their defense is going to come in and do their thing. So that would just be my thought: because they'll be fresh to come on the field. Um, so that would be my
3: surprise sleeper in defense. Greg, you got something? And I like that as a sleeper, Jason. I do like Tennessee Titans, and but my reasoning may be a little bit different because they're such a ball control heavy. <laughs> so that ball, you know, they're going to have. They're not going to be on the field a lot. They're going to feed Derrick Henry. You know, they use a lot of play action. So their uh, their offense, you know. Has a lot of time of possession, so what that benefits the defense. They get the rest, they get to relax because they got Derek Henry, they got Julio, they got AJ. They're gonna they're gonna sustain drives. So when it gets later into the game, they can they can rush after the quarterback. They can you know get some turnovers. So I do like Tennessee as a sleeper. That's a good pick. I like that.
1: Well, I appreciate that. Appreciate the little pat on the back every now and again. All right. Well, before we close out the show. Before we close out the show, I um, I do have a, a fan email and it you know was something I wanted to uh, kind of promote some conversation with us. Um, they basically they they brought up that there was a uh, vote at one of their drafts and it was basically to decide the um, how the waiver wire was distributed um, now and some leagues and the fan wrote was in his particular league, They they were doing a uh, where it was, I I don't know I I don't know if it's a standard or what if you will. But the best the worst team of the week or had the lowest record and had the less points was always the number one waiver priority, which gave them essentially a chance to get back into, um, into the contention, if you will. Um, Whereas other folks in their league wanted to keep it or or excuse me, bring it to where um, it did. It basically, it, it, it started out, you start out, um, I think it's reciprocal order of the draft order. So it'd be, you know, if I was one in the draft, I'd be 12 in the waiver order. And then it never changes unless you actually use it, thusly putting you down and then and, you know, so when someone uses it, then I'm bummed up to 11. Um, so that doesn't, I guess, promote the the fan mail, essentially. It was essentially trying to ask us, did we think it was better uh, for a league to keep, I guess, keep competition um, equal in that respect, the way the standard league does the, w- the waiver order or the way that they're proposing it to be done? Um, Greg, we'll start with you. I know I was completely complicated. I'm sorry. I probably just stuttered all that out
3: but if you understood a little bit of that tell me what are your thoughts on that I kind of got the gist of it um I don't like the way where you know the team that sucks basically every week gets the number one waiver wire pick right so that means that that team is not doing what it's supposed to be doing during the season so this guy can be not putting in his lineups not actually hurting the integrity of the league, right? We, we want people that's going to participate and play. But if you constantly suck week after week and you're getting number one picks on the waiver wire, dude, you're just messing it up for everybody else. So that way, nah, I'm, I'm not with that. I like the other way better. Nick, what are your thoughts on that?
4: Well, I mean, initially, if if you have somebody who's doing terrible consistently and then they get the number one on the on the waiver wire, that's how we traditionally used to do it. Uh, it does help those those bottom teams come up. But again, we also had guys who would just not put in their their lineups as well and uh, did that. So we kind of fixed that. And I believe if I'm not mistaken, drayson we did it that way, as you had just described uh, a couple years, didn't we, didn't we not?
1: Yeah, um, in our particular league, uh, we started out with the, I guess, the standard form where it was reciprocal after the draft. And then um, the worst team with the worst record and the least points would be the number one on the order that was just promote. Um, you know, uh, I guess some, some type of level. Um, because when we started, I really was waxing everybody to be quite honest because nobody really knew what they were doing and it was fine. Like, you know, so I, I had to help you guys out a little bit, put the training wheels on. Um, and then, then it got brought up to bring in the waiver or the other way. Um, I'm good either way. Um, I do like when, you know, some team is struggling that they're able to get it, but at the same time, Um, you know, it's also not fair neither at, like you mentioned, if they're not putting in the, putting in their lineup or things like that. So I do, I do like the way, um, to answer his email. I do like the way it's being proposed to change. Um, but you know, again, I can see the point of keeping it the way the standard one goes. We have one more quick email. We're going to take one last quick break and we'll come back and answer that. Hey, football fans, do you think you got what it
4: takes to win our money? This is Nick, and you got Flander from TSS Fantasy. Go to tssfantasy.com and enter our free contest. Go to Vision Coaching and Consulting Ultimate Team Challenge. Submit your Ultimate Fantasy lineup. There are no drops, there are no ads, and winner takes all. Half PPR scoring applies. All entries must be submitted by the kickoff of Week 1, for your chance to win our $300. It's literally that easy. Enter today. And remember, we are the fantasy show
1: of the people. one last quick email it was um he basically was asking his league is having a um draft coming up and he wanted to use a type of draft app technology versus the other guys like the traditional draft board since we're drafts are coming up i figured just be a fun way to close the show what are you guys thoughts on that? Do you like the new technology being able to, you know, kind of sit back and do stuff on your phone while you're at the draft? Or do you like the old traditional get up and put the sticker on the board? Nick, we'll start with you. What are your thoughts?
4: Oh, I like the sticker better. Uh, Cause I remember when we had it, it was, it was fun. It, yeah, of course. Right. Of course. Yeah. No, no, it was, it just, I don't know. Sometimes with the technology it just got to be move a little too quick. So, uh, I liked it where you got to call the name, and then you got to hear everyone's reaction uh, with it. And then, and then we always had the um, the draft board girl. You know, it, I mean, we we made it fun. But in terms of efficiency and the catch up with with the times, as long as you do it right and you choose the best app that works for your league, that's fine too. But again, if I had a choice, I would have it be other way.
3: Greg, what's your thoughts? Man, I'm Nick. I'm agree with you with the old way because, and but I'm 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 gonna I got a twist. But the old way because at that time you know we we all get along. We go in a restaurant. We're sitting down, and everybody was together. We're talking shit. We're talking junk. We're and then go what like Nick said. Go up there and like, boom! I got my pick, and you walking back. You like yeah. That that's who I picked. So you got your little swag. But now in the day and age that we live living in and today with COVID and everything, <laughs> with apps and stuff, we don't have to be together. You know, I don't have to be breathing your space. I can do it from my home. You can do it from your home. We can have the chat. And we can talk, mess in the chat and stuff like that. So the app, it's, I mean, it's the way the, the is going today, the apps and stuff like that. But, you know, like we do, um, we still use the app and we, we still get together now you know, but we just don't have the, with the sticker, you know, I, and, and I kind of missed the, the sticker girl too. Nick. I think. <laughs> oh, that was such a
1: nice touch. Yeah. Um. So look, um. you know, to answer the email, I will say um, I like the new technology stuff only because I want the draft experience to be fun for everyone. And I'm sorry, but with it, with all the stuff that goes on during a draft, I don't want to waste my time. St- Getting up, going up to a board, finding a sticker, putting it on. I got to walk back, mark my paper, go on and on. I just think it's a little too much. Last year, if you guys remember, I was literally laying on a ducky floaty in my pool while we did the draft. That, my friends, is how you draft. And then the comfortability of just sitting, relaxing. I don't have to stand up. I can sit and study. I don't have to you know, waste time. And, and, And as you mentioned, Greg, it's not just getting up and with that swag is when I come back, it's the oh, yeah, I was going to get that one. Oh, you to me? go get that one. Oh, you know, everybody's got that guy or whatever. And then they want to know what you know what you're looking at Right? So, yeah. Listen, I want to go sit over there. You go sit over there and you do your thing. That's I'm going to do my thing. So for me, I love the technology. You guys know I put on a big show and that that technology adds to the show. So I absolutely love it. All right, so yes, sir. I'm sorry
4: to interrupt um, because I got a few last week's uh, hate mail. I want to know what Greg thinks about the hate mail from last week.
3: What was the hate mail?
1: Oh, uh, Nick oh, K. We'll, we, oh, we're running out of time, Nick. Uh, oh, did you get oh, it? Did you
3: hear it? It was Nick K. Yeah. It's all right. We can address that next week with my buddy. Okay, friend. yeah,
1: let's do that. We're gonna we're gonna do that next week. We're running up I, against I, it. So I, I, I didn't I didn't wanna I do not <laughs> wanna kill but Nick K, you will be addressed by the juice. That's a open, an open, and open invitation. He's coming. All right. We want to thank you, TSS family. Don't forget you can catch all the fun at tssfantasy.com. We do love to interact with all of you on social media, on all our social media platforms, as well as the tssfantasy.com website. Please enter into all our free contests. The time is running out for you to enter. Just get your butts in there, and who knows, you can just win some free money. Um, again, thank you to the Belly Up Network. They've lined up some amazing shows on Unhinged Radio. So if you're listening to us there, stay tuned to our 24-7 Sports Radio Network. We appreciate you and we are
3: out.
2: Do, do, do. Do do.